Live from Los Angeles, California, man. It is your boy Addison. We are back with another episode of From the Jump. If this is your first time listening to the episode, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for tapping in with your boy. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for liking and sharing us. Thank you. We want to say thank you. We're going to start off the episode by saying thank you. Today is Thursday, so it's Thankful Thursdays. I want to say thank you to listening. Keep sharing it. Follow your boy right now on Twitter at From the Jump. F R O M. T-H-A-J-U-N-P, no spaces. I follow everybody back on those. A lot going on in the sports world right now. Live as we speak, Oregon State is defeating Arkansas right now. 3-0, top of the fifth. College World Series happening right now. Breaking news around the NFL sports world. This is where we'll start off today's show. Talking about Jameis Winston officially being suspended by the NFL for the first three games of the season for his involvement in the Uber incident back in March of 2016 in Scottsdale, Arizona. If you haven't heard, just again, to give you a brief synopsis of, of what is going on with Jameis Winston, it was said that he touched the Uber driver inappropriately, and the woman then came back and said that he was unsafe for other drivers. Now, the reason why the NFL came out and ultimately is suspending him is because they're saying that he did not notify them about this incident that happened back in 2016. And again, too, let's be clear. Jameis Winston has been avoiding trouble for the longest for his days going back to Florida State. I, I love Jameis Winston. Jameis J-Bo is one of my favorite quarterbacks. But I think when we look at this and we look at him, he's been escaping it for a long time now. Remember back in 2013 in, in Florida State, we had the, you know, the, the sexual assault incident. You know, then in, in, in 2014, he stole the crab legs. Remember, a lot of people to this day still feel like Jameis Winston is guilty of his involvement back at Florida State in 2013. So Jameis has been getting by for the longest of time. But now just to deal with strictly football and how this relates to Jameis Winston, this is going to affect Jameis tremendously. I mean, we gotta understand this guy coming in the league in 2015, came in with tremendous pressure coming from Florida State, winning the national championship, winning the Heisman Trophy. There's a lot of expectations on Jameis Winston. And for a guy who we've always said has a great arm and has great talent, has great potential, still has not fixed the things in which he needs to fix. Turning a football over, fixing his mechanics, and ultimately lifting the Bucks to winning the NFC South and ultimately getting them into the playoffs. It doesn't help the fact that his team around him hasn't been as good, but you signed Mike Evans to a long-term contract. You just got some new running backs. You got some new toys. You still have Deshaun Jackson in there. Dirk Cutter is still one of the elite NFL offensive coordinators. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have all the right pieces in place. Mike Smith running the defense. The defense didn't finish that bad last season. When I look at this Tampa Bay Bucks team, they are going to go as Jameis Winston goes. If Jameis Winston can't go and or if Jameis Winston isn't playing good, this Bucks team isn't going to play good. We've seen this with a lot of guys. Cam Newton is another one. That when the Panthers are playing good, it's because Cam Newton is playing good. But when Cam Newton is not playing good, or when the Panthers are, are losing, it's because Cam Newton isn't playing good. The NFL finally was able to get to him. The NFL, you know how they do. The NFL, once they get a hold of you, once they decide to suspend you, they're going to suspend you straight up. The news in which y'all tuned in for, which everybody is listening for, is the NBA free agency. This 2018 free agency class is going to be interesting, y'all. I don't think it's going to be as much fireworks as people think it is. I really think that at the last minute, something is going to happen that's going to prevent all of this from happening. Now, Paul George informed Oklahoma City Thunder today that he will be opting out of his final year of his contract to become an unrestricted free agent this offseason. Now, it was set that he would, if in fact he was to opt into his contract, it would have been a $20.7 million salary 
for this season. If in fact he does sign with the Thunder, he can sign for a five-year, $176 million contract extension. Now, of course, the best is to opt out. So, of course, you can get more money. But I'm unsure what Paul George right now. I'm unsure what Paul George really wants to do. If y'all have been watching Paul George's My Journey NBA free agency decision on SportsCenter, Paul George is very transparent. And he's very clear as to what his decision is going to be. People are saying, yes, he grew up in California, but Palmdale is, is, is further north. That, that ain't necessarily South Central L.A. That ain't necessarily the form. That's not Staples Center. Him growing up in Palmdale is, yes, it is L.A. And him being a Lakers fan was is, is, is going to be a part of his decision. But that doesn't necessarily mean that because he's from Palmdale that he wants to move back to Palmdale or he wants to move back to Los Angeles. He didn't go to school in L.A. He didn't go to a UCLA. So this really isn't an L.A. guy if we're really being clear. This is not an L.A. guy. He went to Fresno State. When I look at Paul George and I look at this decision in which he has to make, the decision is really clear, Paul George. Like, What is it that you want? Do you want stability within a franchise or do you want championships? If you want championships, then you got to go sign with the Lakers and or potentially Houston and or the Sixers. Those are the three options in which you have. You're not going to win a championship in Oklahoma City. And I understand that you and Russell Westbrook have a great relationship. They probably go fishing together. They probably even shop and get swag together. But Russell Westbrook is not winning you a championship. Carmelo Anthony is not winning you a championship. Billy Donovan is not lifting the Oklahoma City Thunder to a championship. So for Paul George, the decision is simple. Do I want the money? And okay, I can play for a title contending team. I may not necessarily be on Golden State, but I'll be on a title contending team. Do I just want to play with Russell Westbrook, Melo, live my life, and not have to worry about the pressure? That's what we got to be clear about with Paul George. I'm, I, I've told y'all, I'm not sold on Paul George. I personally would not give Paul George triple digit in this NBA's climate, given his resume, given who he is and his potential and what he can add to a team, being a second and or third option. You're going to have to pay Paul George the max. But how this in turn ties into Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James, the Spurs are in a situation where they can kind of get the best offer that they want. They have what everybody else wants, and that's Kawhi Leonard. They have the piece and what they want. Now, the two best teams that are going to be the best suitors are going to be Boston and L.A. Now, you can't trade Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers because that ultimately makes the Lakers better. It makes you worse. Why would you do that? Just to give Kawhi Leonard away, give Kawhi Leonard at his request? Wait a minute, you're supposed to be with us. What do you mean you want to go to the Western Conference rival? What do you mean you want to go play for the Lakers? What is this about? Look, I have to get whatever is best available for us. And if that trade happens to be Boston, so be it. Who would you personally want at this point? Jalen Brown? Jason Tatum? Possibly. Kyrie Irving? Possibly. Gordon Hayward, possibly. Danny Ainge, ain't far, it ain't far-fetched. Would you be upset if you was to go to Boston? That wouldn't be a bad move. Again, he's already said he's going to sign with LA in 2019. So he's already made it be known, I'm only going to play for your team for one season. But I just don't see the Spurs really just trading him to the Lakers. I don't see that happening. And I know the media is building it up, and I know the media wants that to transpire because it would make for good basketball. But would it really? Would LeBron, Ka- Kawhi Leonard... And Paul George on one team really make the NBA that much better? It would make the Lakers better, of course. But are they then even better than Golden State? It makes them a hell of a lot more competitive than what they were this past season and the team that LeBron was on last season. But what what I'm starting to understand is, okay, this is different. 
See, Kevin Durant joined the best team. He didn't just say, okay, I'm going to get D-Wade, and then I'm going to get Chris Bosh, and we're going to all go to Miami. Kawhi Leonard, yes, he wants to go to L.A. But what LeBron is doing is LeBron is just sitting back in the cut, waiting, watching, and observing. He's waiting to see what the Lakers are going to do. Are you really willing to give up everything that you have for me? Everything that you have for me. And if I'm Magic Johnson, if I'm Rob Palenka, Luke Walton, Jeannie Buss, I say, no, we can't. We, you can't. Even if that means, okay, at the expense of a championship. Cool. But you have a young core. You have a young nucleus right now. Julius Randle is a stud. He's not an all-star, but he's a stud. Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram. Why don't you build that and then build through the draft? These guys are in a one plus one year contract type deals where they're only going to sign for one year or two years at the max and get the most money. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. NFL players should learn the exact same thing. Shorter contracts, more guaranteed money up front. The longer your contract, the less guaranteed money. So if you're Paul George, if you're LeBron, if you're Kawhi, I'm not signing a five-year deal with the Lakers. I'll probably sign a two-year with the player option. Let's just see how this works. And see, okay, going forward, if we can win and or if we can even crack at Golden State. I just wouldn't dismantle my entire team just to catch Golden State. Golden State is far ahead at this point. You're not beating Golden State at this point. They've already lapped you twice. They already had two championships, so they've already got you ahead by two. You're now playing catch up. Houston thought they could catch up this year, but it ended the same like it, it always did. No championship and an excuse. James Harden didn't. Chris Paul wasn't. Mike D'Antoni didn't. But hey, James Harden got the MVP. Darren Moore got executive of the year for signing Chris Paul and winning 60 games. But that's what the Lakers have to do. That's what the Lakers have to understand. Is are we really willing to gut our entire team for these three players? And tomorrow is the day in which guys that will be free agents have to form their teams. So you know LeBron James probably tonight at some point and or first thing in the morning will opt out of his deal and become a free agent. And let the summer madness begin. Per request, I have been asked to talk about music on my show. So that's what we'll do today. And you know I got to start with my guy. At midnight tonight, Drake is set to drop Scorpion. <sighs> you already know this is going to be flames. 27 songs, A-side, and it's a B-side. Let's just, let's just talk about it right now. I, I'm going to give you all my prediction. This is going to be a tune, as Drake said. This is going to be a vibe type of album. Now, don't come into this album expecting Drake to give you a whole bunch of bars because that's not what he does. So if you're listening for Drake, if you want to hear what you heard on Yes Indeed, if you want to hear what you heard on Bigger Than You or any other rap, you're not. When it comes to Drake album, he's only going to give you strictly Drake and he's not going to have a lot of features. But now looking at this track list right now, the only features I see is Talk Up on the A side featuring Jay-Z, which is shocking to me because I was... Under the impression that they was at each other's head. I was under the impression that they was beefing with each other. Jay didn't like. Drake didn't like. So that was my interpretation of this whole thing. But clearly, talk up. We'll see what's up with that. Now, on the B-side, track 10, Don't Matter to Me, Future of Michael Jackson. Already know that's going to be a slap. Already know that's going to be an iTunes number one Spotify banger. I'm already knowing right now because it got Michael on there. And to get the Michael clearance, you know you had to go through it. Now, I really believe that this is going to be an R&B album. I feel like it's going to be an R&B. I think Drake is going to change the game. I think Drake always comes with something new every single time. He always comes with a new sound, which is why I love Drake. For me, Drake is number one. Now, everybody killed him for the Pusha T beef and him not responding. Drake won the entire thing. He won the entire thing. 
Now, Pusha T came with the songs. He came with the records. The story of Adonis. He came with the infrared. Both of them were flamed, by the way. Fire track. Shout out to Pusha. Double salute to Pusha. Actually, no shout out. Double salute to Pusha. Both of those tracks were flames. When he was dissing Lil Wayne and Baby. I mean, this has been going on for years with Pusha T. So this isn't anything new. This time, he geared his album around dissing Drake. Which was a great PR move because what? The album sales and the album is really based off of your beef with Drake. How Drake won is, every time you're in the car, what song do you hear? Nice for what? You're hearing God's plan. Do you hear Infrared on the radio? Do you hear the story of Adonis on the radio? And wait, Drake album drops tonight. You think it's going to outsell what Pusha T's album did? When I look at the whole beef, I'm like, Drake, Drake won. And let's say, for instance, even if he is to have a kid on the low, that's going to make it even better because now it's like, oh, Drake a dad? We wonder what the kid look like. The kid going to have more clout than Pusha T. This is a huge release tonight for Drake. I don't even care about numbers when it comes to Drake because I already know Drake coming with the vibes. Y'all y'all look, y'all, y'all see this track list today? This album is going to be a banger. On tomorrow's episode, of course, we'll talk about if, in fact, LeBron James opts out of his contract. We'll discuss more of Jameis Winston. We'll also talk about Janoris Jenkins and why I feel like this situation isn't a good look for Janoris Jenkins, even though he wasn't involved in it. And of course, we'll talk about Scorpion. I'll give y'all my take on it. I'll give y'all my vibes that I'm banging right now. And we'll talk about the potential free agency going forward. It's your boy from the jump. We out.